This is American Real, where we aim to inspire, empower, and enlighten you through the stories of our guests. Here's your host, Roger Brooks. So what do you say to young kids? You know, maybe they're made fun of once in a while, or how, what do you have to say to them to encourage them to stay positive? My message for younger kids or just adults in general is you have to really embrace who you are. Um, To say I never thought about having two hands would be a lie or just wondering why this even happened to me. I mean, my life would be completely different if I did have two hands, but you can't look at it like that because that's not how it is. I personally believe that you have to just embrace who you are. People are going to judge you, not all people, because more people are going to be there to support you than to be against you, I guess. So you have to look at it that way. People want to see you succeed. They want to help you. Let me guess, you're an entrepreneur looking for ways to grow your business online. And you've probably tried everything to grow your business, including social media, SEO, even paid ads, only to find out that nothing truly works. So what if I told you that writing a book that goes on to become a bestseller is the magic wand, and that you can do it in as little as 30 days, two weeks, or even over a weekend in some cases, without spending more than 10 minutes a day. Would you be interested? My name is Roger Brooks, and I'm the founder and host of American Real TV, where I interview world-class guests to empower others through the essence of story. But I didn't get here overnight, and my mission certainly doesn't end here. Ever since I was a little boy, it's been my dream to empower others through the craft of writing and storytelling. And throughout my life, I came across several mentors who pushed me toward my passion for writing books and helping others to do the same. There is no greater joy than to be working with aspiring authors and to help them establish true credibility within their industry by writing and publishing their first book, which I'm proud to say have all gone on to become bestsellers. Now, you're seeing this video because I just opened enrollment for my new book writing program, where I promise to take you from page one to published in 90 days or less. I will be personally working with you to overcome the same fears and obstacles that kept me from pursuing my dreams all of those years. Simply click on the link below to see how I could help you become a first-time best-selling author. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. This is American Real. I am Roger Brooks. My guest today is Alexia McKeady. You are a high school senior at Vestal High School, and you're part of the New Visions Business Academy. In your free time, you enjoy freestyling and playing soccer. You're also a guest freestyler on the New York Red Bulls street team. Currently, you're in the final stages of completing your Girl Scout Goal Award project. Alexia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Roger. I appreciate it. So let's start with this Girl Scout Goal Award project that you're up for. Tell us a little bit about that, the background, how long you've been in Girl Scouts, and what this really means to you. So I've been in Girl Scouts since kindergarten. I'm a senior now. Um, 
I, my closest friends were in Girl Scouts, so I just stuck with it. There's a small little break I took in middle school. I've gone camping, I sold the Girl Scout cookies, all of that stuff. Um, so in order to get your Gold Award project, you have to complete two other awards ahead of time. The Bronze Award, which we helped a local organization called Project Paw. Um, we helped pick up and kind of remodel their like organization for the cats. For the Silver Award, I worked with two of my closest friends um, for a basketball program called Mini Vinnies, um, and then my Gold Award project. So, my Gold Award project, I created a brand called Positv, and I create videos that spread positive messages on social media. So, how did I get there? So, my mom is a elementary teacher at Vestal Hills Elementary School. I went to Vestal Hills myself, K through fifth grade, um, and they stress character education. So the pyramid to success is mostly what it's called. Um, traits like um, acceptance, hard work, determination, skill, action, stuff like that. Wow. So I, they had puppet shows to deliver the messages. So in kindergarten, I was like, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> yes. But then when I was in fourth or fifth grade, I was like, no, like I, the puppet shows were cool. Don't tell my mom she was one of the puppets. But I was like, this is, the puppet shows are fun, but this isn't like interesting to me anymore. So I kind of just kept that in the back of my head. Like I didn't really think it would affect me later on in my life. I mean, I was in fifth grade, like I wasn't really thinking about it. And then, Three years ago, my mom was speaking with her coworkers, and they were like, we need to get the character education and pyramid to success at a bigger, more interesting way for the students. So I was like, hey, I can make videos that deliver these messages, and I can use it for my Gold Award project. <laughs> so I ended up talking with the a couple of the teachers that are on the morning program team, and we came up with a plan and I proposed my idea to Girl Scouts of New York and Pennsylvania, and they were like, we like your idea, let's see what you got for this award. So I created the acceptance video, it was the first video. Um, it had over 80 people in the video. Wow. Um, the opening scene, I had about 70 different people, like just their eyes, because everybody has eyes. Even if you're blind, you still have eyes. and. Nobody could see that. There's people in the video that were even blind, and you wouldn't even know that mm. because we all have, we all are human. So it, that's kind of the point I was trying to get across for the acceptance video, and that even with all of our differences, we still are human. We need to be one together. Um, there was over 10 different countries within pictures and everything. I was able to get a hold of a Paralympian that. I was able to contact through Instagram, which was pretty exciting. He's 15, but he's third in the world for high jump, which is incredible. Um, I don't know if you knew, there was a picture that went viral of a soccer player, Carson Pickett. Um, she plays for the Orlando Pride. And a little boy, his name is Joseph Ted, he's adorable. Um, <laughs> he has blonde hair and they, it was a picture, they both have one arm and they were touching arms like this. And I was able to get a hold of him and he sent me some content, so he was in the video as well, but that was the acceptance video. And then from there, I did specific videos featuring my friends, family, 
all so sorts of different things, integrating problems that were going on in today's world. And every month, each video would be shown at the elementary school. And from there, I was able to get a hold of other schools in the district, even some people across the country I knew that were looking for videos like this and reach a global level, which is pretty cool. That's amazing. So, yeah. Wonderful. And it, the fact that you thought of this idea when you were so young and then it kind of came to fr fruition over time mm -hmm. is just amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. So. so you're up for this award. Mm -hmm. And I know when we were talking beforehand, they, they narrow it down to so many girls throughout the country. Is that? So every, any Girl Scout could work towards the gold award. It's a very demanding pro, uh, award to receive. It's 80 hours of work. Um, you have to have a team, like a whole format in which you need to receive the award. Um, there's a national award part of the project, so I would be getting the gold award if it gets approved. Hopefully it gets approved. <laughs> but um, there's a national award, which if I can apply to go in the running for that, I'm going to try. I mean, it's not going to hurt. I mean, it would be cool to win it. But hopefully I can keep growing my project because the project is supposed to last a lifetime until even after you're done with after you receive the gold award. So I'm gonna keep growing it and hopefully reach more schools as time goes on. But yeah. Wonderful. And you're a high school senior. Yes. But it sounds like you have the determination of a professional athlete. Where does that come from? Um, my father played soccer when he was younger. Um, my mom didn't, but she always supports me. So that helps with the drive. Um, my sister plays soccer, basketball, and lacrosse as well. So I just come from an atmosphere where my family's always supporting me um, with sports and everything I do, I guess I should say. Um, I started playing soccer when I was younger. Um, so from there, I just kind of grew on. But it comes, your the determination you feel comes from the athletic background, the soccer mentality. Um. I would say some of it comes from the soccer mentality. I mean, obviously I'm an athlete, I wanna compete and win. You gotta have some fun in there too. A lot of the determination I would say even comes from the fact being born with one hand. A lot of times I'm underestimated for what I'm capable of and achieving. So I use that as kind of my motivation to just show people like, hey, look, like I can do this too. Like even though I have one hand, so it's kind of a way I don't let people limit me and I keep moving forward. So let's talk about that. So when, when was the first time you recall as a youngster, you know, that you might have been a little bit different, that you had one hand? Were you five? Were you three? Were you? So I think we got to start from day one for that. So okay. I was born September 21st, 2003. My parents, Ava and Fabrizio, they were both, ex I was the first kid, so they're expecting <laughs> perfect first child and when I was born they were not expecting me to have one hand the ultrasounds didn't show that I was going to have one hand so I really kind of rocked their world when I came but they had a, they had an option they were like we can baby Alexia oh she has one hand like this is too bad like or we can be like you have one hand, too bad, you're gonna keep pushing, you're gonna work hard, You that's not an excuse. And that's what they did. They 
never let me get down about my hand or using it. It is an excuse to stop working in life. Um, I wouldn't, so in elementary school, like, I had to grow. I, it's a two-handed world, so I had to adapt right off the bat. My parents were learning as I was growing, too. I couldn't say they taught me a lot of the things I know, but they were learning with me. So anything I learned, they tried to think of other ways to do things. It's the simplest things people tend to take for granted, like my hair. I couldn't, I wear my hair in a ponytail every single day. Not right now, but I couldn't put my hair in a ponytail. And my goal was to learn how to put my hair in a ponytail before I went to high school, which is awful. But that's what it was. So my mom would do my hair every day before middle school. And eventually one day in eighth grade, I finally got it. I did my hair by myself. Wow. And that was like a huge milestone for me. Or even tying my shoes. Um, growing up, there I had two main role models, I guess you could say. Um, Jim Abbott and Bethany oh, yeah. Hamilton. Okay. I was fortunate enough to actually meet Jim when really? I was in elementary school. I think I was around five or six years old. He went to a ice cream shop in New York City and was signing autographs. And you could tell he was tired. He, he had been there a long time. <laughs> and I got there and he was like, oh my gosh, like you have one hand too. And I was like freaking out like this is incredible. And I was like, can you teach me how to tie my shoes? And that's how I, he taught me, and that's still how I tie my shoes today. How old were you when that happened? Five or six, I okay. would say. Um, I was young, but I remember it to this day. Great. Um, he signed a baseball. He gave us his email, like, if we ever needed anything. I can tie my shoes, but only, like, casual walking around the street. They don't really stay tied. Like, if I'm playing for soccer, they need to be tight. Mm -hmm. um, thankfully, I have... Great friends that tie my shoes every day <laughs> at soccer practice, which is nice. Or my sister will do it, or my parents. Um, I'm wearing Vans because they don't have shoelaces, so that's just a little life hack I picked up along the way. Um, but I would say just growing up, having those two, Bethany and Jim, as role models was great. But in today's world, society, there's such an open network for people with one hand or any disability, really. Um, there's the Lucky Fin Project. It is an organization that raises awareness for people with upper limb disabilities like myself. Two years ago, so every year they have a convention, I guess you could say, and people from all over the world fly in to this. It was in Michigan when I went, it was two years ago. And you just talk to each other. And it's nice because I don't really know anyone in the area um, that is like me. Um, and it's rough, you know, you want ha to have somebody t that can relate to you, but I was able to go to Michigan two years ago, like I said, and I met girls that were my age, and I really just formed friendships that lasted a lifetime. I mean, there are people that, they know what you're going through, yes. and to say that growing up with one hand is the best thing ever, and it, that people never made fun of me, it's a lie. I mean, growing up, I did get made fun of. I still do, but I mean, it's something to take with you and it's a reason to keep pushing forward, like I said, for my determination. And so it just kept driving me forward, but I have a great support system. My parents are always there for me. They want me to keep growing. They're like, hey, look, look at what, you should try this. I played basketball and that's a two-handed sport, but that didn't stop me. I played softball for a small period of time. 
Um, but yeah, so. That's amazing. Yeah, and I, I, I followed Jim Abbott for a while because I was just, I was a pitcher myself, so I was mm -hmm. always fascinated yeah. with how he was able to do it. Yeah. And he was so fast and um, it just, you know, at that time it just showed me that if he could do this yeah. and have that type of determination and drive, mm -hmm. then wow, you know, anyone could do anything. Yeah. That's how I learned how to throw. So I played softball for only two years, but when I had to throw the ball, I would catch the ball in the glove and then I would put the glove underneath here and I would reach for the ball and then throw it. And I remember in the backyard just practicing just that motion with my dad and my sister, just being able to lock that down. Um, they have, I have tried prosthetics in the past. Um, I was young when I had prosthetics. I'd go to Philadelphia Shriners Hospital. Um, but just the everyday prosthetic just didn't fit me personally. Um, I didn't really like how it worked. I felt like I could do more without a prosthetic. I have a prosthetic that's activity specific that I still use today for push-ups and weightlifting. Really? Yeah. So I even incorporate that into my freestyling if I have to do a handstand or a cartwheel or anything like that. Interesting. But, yeah. And you have to think about and wonder as technology progresses, yeah. you know, maybe 10 years from now, there'll be something amazing. Yeah. Um, do you ever think about that or, or read up on things like that? Um, not as much as I used to when I was younger. I like really would follow to see what the next move was. Um, I definitely believe that we can reach a point where weightlifting and everything like that will become something that will be easier. Um, my prosthetic weighs like two pounds, so it's like it's heavy. that's heavy. Yes. Um, even though it may not seem like that, but hopefully over time it'll become less bulky and more efficient. For what we have today, I would say that's the best. But I'm sure over time everything will be getting more modern and progressive. Absolutely, oh, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what happens. And um, you know, I've seen different videos and whatnot over the years of mm -hmm. children. You know, uh, whether it was an arm or a leg or you know something where they they have a prosthetic. So. I'm sure in some cases it could be helpful, just like you yeah. use it with your, you know, for your push-ups and handstands. Mm -hmm. But it'll be it'll be interesting to watch the technology yeah. as time goes on. Yeah. So what do you say to young kids, boy or girl, mm -hmm. five, six, seven years old, where you once were, mm -hmm. who are, you know, they just they they you know maybe they're made fun of once in a while yeah. or. How, what do you have to say to them to encourage them to stay positive and uh, how you were able to kind of get over some of those, um, you know, I guess bullies, if, yeah. if you will. So for my message for younger kids or just adults in general is you have to really embrace who you are. Um, to say I never thought about having two hands would be a lie or just wondering why this even happened to me. I mean, my life would be completely different if I did have two hands, but you can't look at it like that because that's not how it is. I personally believe that you have to just embrace who you are. People are going to judge you, not all people, because more people are going to be there to support you than to be against you, I guess. So you have to look at it that way. People want to see you succeed. They want to help you. Um, having a good support system and 
people surrounding yourself with people that aren't like embarrassed to see you you have to embrace who you are and it's an adventure I mean every day you're gonna learn something new on how to do a different activity I had to learn how to drive a car last year because I got my license there's always something that need, there's a problem that always needs to be solved but you really just need to accept who you are um, so that would be and for the parents I would say throughout the time you have to constantly be pushing your kid to their max limit. You shouldn't shut them down for who they are. Always be pushing them to do something new and access more and more because that's how we're going to keep succeeding and thriving throughout the world. No, and it sounds like from your story, your parents from day one were like that with you. They were pushing yeah. you, which yeah. is so wonderful to hear because I'm sure it's not easy to do that, right? I mean, mm -hmm. when our daughter Alexis was born, mm -hmm. she um, had a severe what's called a hemangioma or tumor on her eye mm -hmm. and she had to go through about seven surgeries before she was two. Wow. But very similar like she you know we we tried to um, uh, you know she was different because yeah. she looked different yeah and there were some people that you know that would ask questions yeah. and people that even questioned did we hurt her you yeah. know so it's, it's a very difficult yeah. situation. Nowhere near in comparison mm -hmm. to your situation, but we went through it a little bit, but yeah. we had the same mindset, like let's not let this stop yeah. her or us. Let's, yeah. let's move forward. So it's great, so great to hear mm -hmm. that you had that family support to um, make you who you are today. Yeah. I'm really blessed to have a family that believes in me and they're always wanting me to do better in life, which is awesome yeah and you're the oldest I'm the oldest of how many children two so it's me and then my younger sister she is so Gianna is her name she's 15 um she's awesome she she's like my little side buddy she's always <laughs> there for me if I have to go to a Red Bull game she always comes and she's taking pictures of me and she's a lot of times behind the camera for me but I couldn't say that she was never there to support me That's the whole great. time but she's like my buddy that always comes with me wherever I go. That's awesome. Um, but she's she's gonna make big moves in the world. I would say she's got a lot. She's gonna be changing the world herself too. So. Wow, that's great. I'm not surprised. Yeah. So let's talk about freestyling. Yes. So, I think I know what it means, but can you explain what yes. it is? So freestyling or juggling, I guess you could say, is when you have a soccer ball and you do a whole bunch of crazy soccer acrobatic tricks so i can balance the ball on my head like a seal um for I how mean, long the longest i've held it on there was 25 minutes what um my eyes hurt really bad because i was like <laughs> looking at but 25 minutes. my sister was actually timing me um i've tried beating the record during quarantine but i just didn't have the patience to stay there <laughs> that long um I can catch the ball on my back and walk around like a chicken. Um, I can do a whole bunch of crazy circles with my feet going around the ball. Um, hold the ball and balance it on a whole bunch of different places of my body. Just kind of tricks like that. Um, so I guess I would say how I got into freestyling and juggling in general. So when I was 10, my 
I was at my grandma's house on Sunday. I'm Italian, so we had Sunday dinner. Of course. And I had brought a soccer ball, and I was juggling. So juggling is when you just do touches back and forth between your feet or your knees or your shoulders or your head just to kind of sharpen your skill. It helps with shooting, stuff like that, um, first touch. So I was just practicing it. I was 10. I mean, I had a lot of work to do at that time. Um, and my dad was watching me, and he's like, I'll give you 20 bucks if you get 20 juggles. And I was like, okay. Like, for a 10-year-old, that's like $200. Like, that's a lot of <laughs> money for a 10-year-old. So I was out there for four hours trying to beat my record in juggling. And everybody had gone inside to eat dessert at this point. I'm like, I can't. I have to beat this and try to get 20. So I eventually got it. I mean... I had gotten close, I got 15, 17, but then I eventually got 20 juggles. So I went inside to my grandma's house and I was screaming. I was like, Dad, I did it, I got it. And he's like, prove it. And I was like, what? Like, this just took me four hours. And he's like, prove it. So I went back outside and I got 20 juggles. And I said, I got it, where's the money? And he's like, all right, fine. So he gave me the $20 and I kind of just like left juggling on the side it, but as I went back to practice for soccer, I had practiced a couple times a week. They would always be like, you need to practice juggling, not just to me, the whole team. And I was like, oh, like, I like to juggle, I guess. So they would always be like saying, beat your record, beat your record. So my record started as 20, eventually got to 30, 45. I have all my records written down from the years. That's great. But my current record is 3,305, which took three hours to do. So juggling gets boring. <laughs> so because it's so long and it's just back and forth. So this is where juggling turned into freestyling for me. So once I hit the hundreds for juggling, I was like, this is not really interesting anymore. So there was a little boy who was my age, and I went on YouTube, and I subscribed to him on YouTube, and I watched him juggle. He was doing tricks, though, within his video. So he was catching the ball on his back, doing around the world, which is when you swing the ball around, your foot around the ball, a whole bunch of small tricks like that, catching it between his knees. So I was like, I can do that. Like, I can try that. So I learned from him, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lino Messi, all the big players were also doing tricks on YouTube, so I just kind of learned from them. Um, like I mentioned, I played basketball, so in seventh grade I tried out for the basketball team. I was pretty confident going in to tryouts, but I didn't end up making it. Um, when I got in the car, my mom said, when one door closes, another one opens, everything happens for a reason. And me being the middle school, I was like, yeah, right, Mom. Put it in the back of my head, I still remember what she said, but I just kind of forgot about it. I had soccer practice the night after I found out I didn't make the team, and I was crying the whole practice. Mm -hmm. I was devastated. Um, but I was walking out of practice that night, and there was a sheet, like a flyer, on the door, and it said freestyling classes. And I was like, Mom predicted the future. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, of course I'm going to sign up for this. Like, I love to juggle. And it said on the flyer, if you love juggling, this is the class for you. So I asked a couple of my friends to come with me to the class, and I went. His name was Benny Kelman, um, who was teaching the class. 
and I knew him. He had taught, he had run some small training sessions before, but I didn't really think about this. So I went to the first class, and juggling and freestyling is such a tedious, like precise sport, I guess you would say, that you have to have patience for it. And my friends didn't really have patience. <laughs> so I didn't see them there the next time. But I went and I kept going and I really enjoyed it. And from there, I just kept practicing. He would give me, Benny would give me a couple of tricks to go home with. And then the next week I'd be expected to go back knowing how to do those tricks. And I did, I loved doing it. I practiced probably 20 hours a week, which is a lot wow. considering high school and everything. But it's something I enjoy doing. I practice juggling to the beat of songs to help with rhythm. Um, and just so it's not, so it's more interesting. Um, when I was in 10th grade, I did the talent show at my high school and I ended up getting in third place, which is pretty cool because I wasn't even planning on really <laughs> going in the talent show. My friends were kind of like, you told the lady you're going to do it. And I was like, um, how was it? But <laughs> you it didn't went have well. a choice. It had to, but it went well. And then from there he was doing, Benny was doing a performance when I was in ninth grade at a college and he was like you are welcome to come and perform with me at halftime and I was like okay like this is cool like I'm in ninth grade like this is awesome and I went and I had a really good time and then from there I just kind of practiced for the rest of ninth grade and tenth grade and then he had texted my mom at the beginning of tenth or eleventh grade and he was like I really think Alexia, Alexia should come to the Red Bull games with me because he's a member of the New York Red Bull street team which is how I got involved with playing okay. for them. So I was like, whoa, like the New York Red Bulls, like that's who, they're the team of New York State in New Jersey, like really? And he's like, yeah, come, like just come one day, introduce yourself, just kick the ball around. So I went the day after my birthday when I was in 10th grade, when in 11th grade and I was nervous. I knew I was capable of juggling. It was intimidating because I was the only girl I knew at the event and I had to be prepared for that. And I knew I was capable of hanging around, I guess. I just had to show it. So I landed the first couple tricks and they were like, wow, you're doing pretty good. And I was like, I got more though, I got more. And so um, from there I ended up staying and I juggled for the whole three hours before the game and it was just awesome. They had music playing. I got to meet a whole bunch of new amazing people and it was just an awesome experience. So that's how I became a guest on the New York Red Bulls street team. And from there I kind of started to build a network, I guess you could say, um, with people who are freestylers. I made an Instagram account when I was a freshman after I had performed at Binghamton University with Benny the first time um, because I wanted to share what I had as a skill to the rest of the world and so I just have been making videos since I was actually featured in Alex Morgan's um, video over quarantine she's my favorite soccer player I remember I was sitting in my kitchen I was on my phone and she happened to have a contest going on and there was a hashtag she made, and I had posted a video the day before using her hashtag, but I didn't know it was for a contest. I just used it so I could get more views. 
on my video and my friend sent me this video and she's like you need to watch this and i was <laughs> like why and i was like oh my gosh i'm in this video like this is awesome and my mom was screaming i was screaming we called my dad he was freaking out my sister was freaking out my whole soccer team was like what this is crazy um but that was pretty cool i've been featured on overtime i don't know if you've ever mm. heard of them um they're like a highlight company yes so I wasn't featured for freestyling, I was featured for basketball actually. Um, I had made a TikTok account and I had a video I had made for the skill video for my Gold Award project. It was a small clip of me juggling up a, or dribbling down a basketball court and then I had shot the ball backwards. And so I was like, hey, let me put some music to this, just throw it online. Didn't think I would go anywhere. I've been following Overtime since 8th grade, like, I think they're the coolest thing, and it was 1 o'clock in the morning, and I got a notification that said, Overtime just liked your video and reposted it, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm wow. getting chills right now thinking about it, I was so excited. Wow. That was, like, probably the coolest thing I've had as far as people responding. Small, uh, famous people have occasionally, like, commented or stuff on my videos, but that was probably the highlight, but... Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. So how does all this play into your aspirations for soccer? What do you want? Do you want to play in college? What would you like to do with, with soccer? So I'm hoping to play soccer in college. Um, I'm an athlete. I've been playing soccer since I was three. Um, freestyling is often misunderstood as being part of soccer. I feel like they're two separate things. Um, I would like to play soccer in college, um, but I think my freestyling career would be something separate almost. So it would be alongside of me playing. So I'd have to make time for both, but that's just time management on my part. Um, but hopefully I can continue both and just see where it goes from there. Um, if I were to play soccer in college, it would just be for fun. I probably won't be going too much further after my college years, um, but it's just something nice. I mean, I've met my closest friends um, in soccer over the years, and it'd just be nice to keep growing. The people I know, they're pretty awesome people, so I'm sure that the next group of people will be just as awesome and interesting as they are. So, yeah. No doubt. Well, I received a call from Mrs. Keenan, Julie Keenan, mm -hmm. and she, after she met you and had you in class, it probably wasn't more than a week, she said, you have to meet Alexia. So I'm so glad she put us together today and to share your amazing story. What's next? What do you, I know you're still so young, but what are you thinking about for college? Do you, know, do you have any ideas where you want to go? So right now I'm looking to go into communications um, as far as a degree. I'm looking at Ethica College um, for where I would continue after high school. Um, I so communication. So my ultimate goal in life, I guess you could say, I don't know what the specific job would be for this, but my ultimate goal in life would be to make the line or divide, I guess you could say, between athletes with disabilities and without disabilities is small or, or just completely get rid of it. So I'll explain that because it kind of sounds crazy. So I, like I said, I played soccer growing up, I played basketball growing up, and I played with people with two hands who didn't really have any disabilities. Um, and it was never really 
thought about myself being different as anyone unless I was being made fun of or something. So I've learned over the years that there really isn't a need to make, I mean there is, so there's the Paralympics and then the Olympics. Mm -hmm. But both athlete, both groups of athletes are already pushing themselves to their max capacity and how good they can be and just to be great athletes. I feel like we can start integrating athletes with disabilities more into our regular society, I guess you could say. Both, athlete, both groups of athletes are incredible. I mean, they're the Olympic level. That's the highest you could get, right? Um, I know right now there's a girl, Carson Pickett, like I mentioned. Um, she's in the National Women's Soccer League. She has one arm like me. Shaquem Griffin is on the um, Seattle Seahawks. He starts and he plays for the Seattle Seahawks. So those are just two specific people. Jim Abbott, yep. he made it to the Olympics. On the regular team, he didn't even have, he wasn't on the Paralympic team or anything. So I think that would be just an awesome thing to start merging our groups together and taking away the separation, I guess you could say. And um, why, why, do you, why is that? Why are you so uh, determined about that? I think most people, for me, for me, I'll speak on behalf of me. I, growing up with a disability, I didn't like being known as the kid that's different. I just didn't like that idea. Um, most, I believe that being treated the same as everyone else, I look different. I have to accept the fact. That's just the reality. But knowing that I can be treated equally as everyone else is just a nice thing to know. Um, I feel like a lot of times people misunderstand the fact that we have to treat you differently because you're different. And I think that's not what people want as far as having a disability. They just want to be treated like everyone else. I mean, everyone's human, right? And we should just treat each other like that. Nothing different, nothing special, just together, equal grounds, I guess you could say. Um, so I think that would be a cool thing to address as time goes on, just having the experience from young years to now, and hopefully in the future, just bringing the two groups together as much as possible. That's amazing that you're even thinking about that. That's great. What would you say to, you know, I think about, like there's gotta be a chairman of the Paralympics committee, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there, it's a whole organization. Yeah. Um, and I, I would assume that there would be some pushback yeah. or a lot of pushback. Yeah. What would you say to those people about why it's so important to try to integrate? I think everybody has something they can contribute both on and off the field. I think this would be a great message to get people of both groups starting to mix, and that's just a great way to show unity, I guess you could say. Um, for people in the Paralympics, you have to be classified. So I've looked at para the Paralympics myself. Um, I am born without my right hand, so I am only missing my right hand. And I would only qualify for a couple track and field events. So I couldn't really, and I'm not interested in that. But a lot of athletes, I would have thought I would have played basketball, but in order to play basketball in Paralympics, you have to have a leg disability. So you have to be in a wheelchair or 
something along those lines. So I didn't really fit any of the classifications or else I would have probably pushed towards that, but that didn't happen. But I would say as far as a chair, if I were to speak to a chairman or someone of a higher level that it's important that we push athletes even more, I feel like, to lower the divide because I think it's possible. Um, I just feel like we haven't really thought to that layer yet, which I'm not saying we couldn't. It's just somewhere we haven't gotten to yet. And like we mentioned earlier with the prosthetics and where technology is going, I think there's going to be ways that we can pull that type of thing for training and stuff to help us push to the next level. Fantastic. And as you're saying that, Alexi, I can't help but think about the importance of mindset. Mm -hmm. Because to me, this all comes back to mindset, right? You could feel sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. You could, you know, maybe come from a family that's not as supportive as mm -hmm. your, yours was. Mm -hmm. But this all comes down to mindset, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so the mentality part of it is huge. Growing up, like I said, people, they underestimate you. I mean... I'm two. St I'm a step behind everyone else. I have one hand, and in order for me to get ahead, I have to go two steps forward just to catch up. Um, it's very. It helps you drive yourself. It's the rush of defining limitations for myself, at least. Um, just being able to push, and keep working. You want to be able to do something that somebody probably thought you weren't able to do. Um, even just tying my shoes, like, hey, look, I can tie my shoes time issues with one hand like that'd be that's cool you know and just being able to push yourself to the next level I think is what helped me drive myself through but yeah, yeah. and no matter where you go in life or what you do whether it's soccer or your career or college or whatever it is mm -hmm. that mindset mentality is so important yeah isn't it yeah so for the um like I said, having a support group is the best. Um, you have to believe in yourself. I mean, at the end of the day, you're the person that's going to be there for you. You're there for yourself. Um, so just believing in yourself, you have to embrace who you are, like I said. Um, obviously, you want to push yourself to be the best you can be, but you also have to learn along the way what fits for you. You don't want to overdo it or stress yourself out or do anything along those lines you have to be comfortable with it but you also have to go out of your comfort zone to keep moving forward because with growth comes uncomfort and you have to keep pushing yourself to that limit which i think is a very important thing you have to know 100 percent. wow well you have inspired me today and i'm sure you're going to inspire so many others who listen and watch uh, when you think about the future, what else do you, are there other passions or ideas or what I love about these conversations is you're so young, but you're bringing a whole new perspective mm -hmm. to something like the Olympics and Paralympics and try to, you mm -hmm. know, to lessen that divide. That's, I've never heard of something like mm -hmm. that before. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. But what else do you think about for your future? Um. So for my Gold Award project, I am making the videos for character education. Um, I'm looking at maybe bringing that to another level. I think character education and the pyramids of success 
is something that needs to be brought to attention more. I'm not saying that we don't bring attention to it. I think it's just important skills that people can bring in their everyday lives. I mean, you have to have an action plan to get your through your day. You have to have a plan for that. You have to have hard work and determination. I have to use those myself every day just with living with one hand. I mean, I have to believe in myself and believe that I'm going to be able to achieve new things as time goes on. Um, so hopefully I can do something with that, um, my Gold War project in the future. I haven't really thought about that as much, but that would probably be something I would take with me as time goes on as well. Um, I also was looking to go into like media, sports media, something along those lines. Um, another inspiration of mine for the videos I made for my Gold War project were the Nike commercials. So, mm. you know, the over-exaggerated Nike commercials, like just the Just Do It commercials, th I think those are the coolest thing. And I would listen to those before my games just to believe in myself because everybody needs something to get them going before a game. And it's always been like, besides lessening the line between the two groups, disabled and disabled, um, I think making those commercials would be the coolest thing ever. Um, so that was my inspiration to make the videos. That's how my setup kind of is in the videos I've created already. So hopefully, well, uh, hopefully as time goes on, I can have something to do with that. I mean, that's a huge goal to have and that's very far away from me. That's five years away. But hopefully with time, I can eventually build to something like that, which would be pretty cool. So. I have no doubt that you're going to do it. <laughs> That's Thank great. You. Okay, so we've had an amazing conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, you're so inspiring. And um, just a couple last questions. I know you work as well. Yes. Can you tell us what you do? So my father owns a pizza shop, and I work there on the weekends. And what's the name of it? New York Pizzeria. That's right. Um, so I work there in the mornings. I do prep from around 6.30 to 11 wow. on the weekends. Um, and what's prep consist of? So I make the salads, I make the garlic knots, I cook the chicken wings, I peel the chicken wings, wow. I portion everything, pastas, um, dressings, all that type of stuff, french fries. And I work there on the weekends. Um, he's owned the business for 20 years. So when I was in 10th grade, I kind of started working there in the summer. Then I started working throughout 11th grade, and now I still work there. Good for you. So, so you're ambitious. Yes. Now, what do you do for fun to relax? Because it sounds like between school and soccer and everything else, you're so busy. What do you do for fun? For fun, um, I like to hang out with my friends. Um, I hang out with my sister. I play with my dog just irregular teenager stuff. Um, but for fun, I also just freestyle. That's what kind of clears my mind, honestly. Um, I know if I've had a long day or had a long week, a lot of times on Fridays after school is done, I'll be in the driveway juggling and I'll have music on and I'll just juggle for probably two or three hours just to clear my mind. Um, but yeah, that's what I like to do. So if we were to look at your music selection, what was the last song you played? 
listen to a lot of like Spanish like music because of the beat and the music. Um, that's what they play at Red Bull games. So just like getting used to the type of music they're listening to at the games helps a lot. So I tend to juggle to more upbeat, faster kind of music. Um, if you so in songs they have like specific like beats going throughout the song. So if it's like just a consistent thing, that's what I juggle to. So back and forth between my feet, maybe it's just one foot. That helps a lot with the skill, but it also is fun because you just get to do a whole bunch of different crazy tricks while you're doing it. How about books? Do you have a favorite book? Um, favorite book. Don't mean to put you on the spot. No, you're good. Um, favorite book. So Gary Vaynerchuk. Yes. I like his book, Jab, 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 Right Hook. Okay. Um, I had to read that actually this year for New Visions, and I had a presentation on it. But I love Gary V. Like he's <laughs> he's, he's my, intense. He's he's my favorite. Like I'm always watching his videos. I'm listening to his podcast. He's he's very he does not mess around, but he gets what he wants. He gets his point across, and I like that. Um. A lot of ways I've tackled social media, I've learned from him. Um, as far as networking myself and just in general, I think he saw me a lot of things from that standpoint. Um, I know, so LeBron James, he has his shoes, he has, he has LeBron's. So he's not endorsed by his own name, he's endorsed by Nike. And I kind of realized that if I wanted to be a motivational speaker in my future, that it would probably not be the best thing if I was endorsed by myself. I'd probably have to be endorsed by another brand, something along those lines, which small things like that, I mean, that's farther down the road, but it's just small things I have to keep in consideration for the time going on. But Absolutely. Yeah. And what do you think about when you think about your f future and your personal brand, do you think about that now? Like, are you starting to develop that with your videos? And, um, you know, when someone thinks about you or sees you on social media, you know, we, we think about Gary Vee, we think really intense. Mm -hmm. You know, when, what is the personal brand that you think you want to deliver? For starters, now I just want to get the positive message just positivity as a whole, as um, my highlight for me getting myself out there. Um, small things like that. Um, when I am making my videos, I'm not screaming in my videos like he <laughs> like is. Like uh, I would say I'm pretty calm with what I'm talking about. Eventually, hopefully, I'll become a better editor and as time I'll be practicing this stuff. So I'll eventually have my standpoint where I'm getting my point across, not screaming, because that's not what I want to give myself off as. But um, eventually I will probably have a way to get people knowing my name, like Gary Vee, I hope. So. Again, I have no <laughs> doubt. Alexia, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me again. Welcome to the American Real family. How could people, if they want to start you know, following you, what's the best way? Are you on Instagram? I'm on Instagram. Okay. Um, 
my Alexia underscore McKeeby is my username. And on YouTube, it's just Alexia McKeeby if they want to subscribe. All of my videos are on there. Great. And anything we could do to support you for your Girl Scout mission? Um, check out Positive TV, 13 Positive TV um, on Instagram. And if you search my name on YouTube, all of the videos for my Gold War project will be on there. Acceptance, hard work, determination, confidence, skill. There's a couple more videos coming. Uh, I haven't finished them yet because of COVID, but they will be coming soon. Great. And one more thing I just almost forgot to mention. You are the CEO of your current um, business school project. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So I am in New Visions Business Academy. It is a very vigorous and hard um, program that is offered to high school seniors. Um, I'm the CEO of the company, 13 Visionaries Through Junior Achievement. And for our company, we are creating a product and we have to sell it eventually to the public. So for our product this year, we are going to be selling refresher spray for masks. So it kind of disinfects and has a scent that you will spray under your mask and lanyards that will hang, let you hang your mask from your neck. That's great. What a great idea. When do you expect that to be ready? Probably in the next two to three weeks, we'll okay. start selling that. Good. Well, if, we, if, if we're ready by then and we have a link, if we could share it with people, we'll do that as well. Okay. But thank you so much thank you. for being uh, on today. And we cannot wait to continue to follow you in your career. Thank and you. maybe we'll have you back yeah. um, in a couple of years. Awesome. That sounds great. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into American Real. Be sure to visit our website, AmericanReal.tv, or search for us on iTunes or YouTube for past episodes. While you're there, please rate us or leave us a review as that helps others find our show. I am truly grateful and appreciate all of your support. If you'd like to be part of our inner circle or want one-on-one -on -one coaching, check out the American Real Learning Academy where we have self-help groups and courses so you can build the best you. We also have a new Facebook group where you can connect with high achievers from around the world. If you want to go even further, maybe you're determined to write your own book or launch your own podcast, contact me today to see if we could help. You can reach me through Instagram or Facebook or email me directly at roger at americanreal.tv. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.